Hey, Taco, the Towners, just a quick note before we start the show. A few weeks back, I was a guest on the 41 Action News podcast, The 41 Files, with host Sam Hartle. They feature news stories as well as interviews with local Kansas City podcasts. So if you'd like to listen to the interview, be sure to look for The 41 Files podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We talk about the origins of Taco the Town, and we also talk about my five taco quadrants that I organized the taco places by here in Kansas City. It's a great show, so be sure to check it out. Also, this upcoming First Fridays, I will be showing some of my new paintings May 3rd at the Gallery Narrow in the Bauer Building in the Crossroads. Some of my new paintings are taco-themed, some are non-taco themed, but be sure to stop on by. I'll also have some of my new Kansas City Legends paintings available for purchase. I'd love to have you stop on by so I can show you my latest work. Now, on to this week's show. This week's show is a very special show. If you've listened to the show, you know that I'm constantly trying to think of ways to get tacos into the skies. I want flying tacos. I want orbiting tacos. I want taco satellites. I want to eat tacos in space. It's something that's just on my bucket list. So we have a very special guest from NASA here on the podcast this week. We're going to be talking about the future of tacos. We're going to talk about space, space tacos, space travel, planets that you can eat tacos on. It's really just a dream program for me because I'm always excited to talk about the future of tacos. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I've never met a taco I didn't like. Actually, there is one taco place that I did have a very bad taco experience at, and that place will go unmentioned until my Taco Bot 9000 that I am building in my basement says that it's the right time for me to talk about it. Today, we'll review another great place in Kansas City to get tacos. We'll be joined by a special guest who will share her favorite taco places and taco memories with us. We'll share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town. Let's find out what taco place we'll be reviewing this week. This week's taco destination is El Ranchero. With two Kansas City locations, Blue Springs, Lee's Summit, we are on location reviewing the Blue Springs location. Located at 1867 Southwest 7 Highway, our guest calls El Ranchero her favorite taco spot in the town. Ranchero is Spanish for anyone, anyone, guest, do you know? Uh, ranch, a ranch, or a ranch-er? Very good. Very good. 
a person who farms or works on a ranch, especially in the Southwest U.S. or Mexico. (laughs) Context clues. Let's meet this week's special taco reviewer guest. She is a Kansas City native, is a physicist and NASA ambassador. She can frequently be seen on Fox 4 as their resident space expert or on any of her social media platforms as at KCS NASA lady. Welcome to Taco the Town, Danielle Jones. Hi, I'm so happy. Thanks for being here. No, no problem. This is like the ideal setup for an interview. Just I know. General, like I don't know why other people people don't do this. No one's ever ta- no one's ever gone to lunch specifically tacos and interviewed me about space. It's an untapped market. Well, I've got a lot of space questions for you. I have a lot of taco questions about Perfect. tacos in space for Perfect. you. I'm I'm Perfect. often up at night thinking about these deep space and taco questions. This will be a nine part series. Yes, I have a <laughs> a a spiral binder full of questions to ask you about space. Oh, I hope perfect. you don't mind if we I never mind. if we go deep with these taco sure. space questions. I I love I love being asked questions about space. It's my favorite thing. People always will say after seeing me do a ton of interviews or whatever they're like, "Do you mind?" Uh, I have this really weird question. I'm like, no, this is this is why I do what I do. I love it so much. So it's so, so it's like with with talk when it's tacos with me, like right. people are stopping me in the street shoving right. me right. saying tell me about this taco right. place right it's the it's that way with space exactly for you. exactly every i can't leave the house <laughs> it's impossible well right now you guys can't see but we're holding off about 20 people there is a huge sure. crowd watching yeah us. they're starting to gather and it's a little uncomfortable she's signed a lot of autographs already yeah, yeah it's fine she's given away a lot of nasa stickers <laughs> i do that in public a lot I carry them with me everywhere. And if you see me out, if you say something to me about anything that I'm doing, or if your kid has NASA gear on, I always give them vinyl, whatever I have on me. Because I feel like as a kid, if you're repping the organization that I you know, love so dearly and do so much with and for, like I'm going to give you what I got because... I can't imagine as a kid if somebody had done that to me, you know? And I say this like not braggadociously or something, but it's just like a cool thing to be able to do. So now you know. do you drive around in one of those moon buggies? Oh my God, I wish. Can you Wouldn't get one cool? of those street legal? Well, <laughs> no, but um, they do at, sometimes I go to JPL in Pasadena to do open houses and stuff. We give tours and um, to the general public uh, a couple times a year. And it's pretty it's pretty fun, but um, they have replicas of the Mars rovers that are, some cool. of them are made out of paper just for scale, and then some are actual rovers, and I've seen people ride on them, and I feel, I've not done it because I like what I do, and I don't want to get in trouble, but I feel like that would be an amazing thing to do. You know, there's people that build replicas. I feel like oh, you yeah. could, I mean, you put a motor in anything, right? Yeah. I don't know. What I, about a jetpack? Do you own a jetpack? No, I do own a flamethrower though. Nice. I bought one when Elon had his... Uh, Elon Musk's flamethrower? Yes. He's very famous for that flamethrower. I know. Thrower. I was one of the first... And there's only like a few hundred that he sold. Instantly bought it. And then I instantly <laughs> regretted it because, I mean, what am I going to use it for? But I mean, I've lit several fires in my backyard for like yeah, marshmallows like a and stuff. Toy, yeah, right? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it may be illegal. I'm not sure though. Can you control the... the- 
the flame? No. Oh, it's just huge. It just basically <laughs> goes out. Yeah. I mean, there's probably like a setting and a threshold inside of it, but it just shoots out. Yeah. Did he create that to defend against visitors or aliens <laughs> on his imagine? SpaceX trips? <laughs> or why did he become Cause, a flamethrower guy? he likes guy? attention. Okay. I mean, really. I mean, yeah. and I don't mean that as in like any, any type of way. I just feel like he loves being in the news. He's got an ego, which is fine. I mean, it's gotten him this far. He's a very intelligent person. I feel like he loves buzzworthy things. He loves doing things that are like kind of ambiguous that or things that don't make sense. So, you know, whatever. It's, I mean, he says it's to fund his system of tunnels that he's building in California. He's building systems of tunnels? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is fascinating. You guys should check out like how much progress he's made, but it's basically going under all of the highways in yeah. California because as you know, it's a mess um, to drive there. And so, yeah, he built these underground tunnels for people to like circumvent the system. Wow. Yeah, especially, and I think it's specifically supposed to be for self-driving cars. Oh, okay. Um, you know, which obviously he is a big part of. So, so yeah. the future is not flying cars. It's going to be underground, right, underground. self-driving Can you imagine cars. if we let people drive in the sky? People can't bad. drive enough as it is. And we live in the, I live in the suburbs. Yeah. Like, and it is appalling how people Rush drive. hour would be so much death. Oh my death. gosh. Someone's grandma would drive into like a office building. Yep. And then, you know, everything would be over. Well, what's your thoughts on SpaceX? Are you a, a fan mm -hmm. of SpaceX? Is that well, something you see our space program going to? SpaceX um, is partially the reason that I'm in the position I am. At the at the time, I had just had my daughter. So this is about six years ago. I had, I had a degree in physics. I had a background in journalism, but I hadn't really done much with it. I've worked everywhere. I've worked in bars. I work at Blockbuster, if any of you are old enough to know. Hey, I worked at Blockbuster. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I worked at the one in Lee Summit. Okay. And uh, it was my favorite job. I oh, worked yeah. with the most hilarious people. I swear to you. Do you ever order really bad movies that only yes. you wanted to see for the store? Yes. Yep. Yes. That was fun. It's... I, uh, well, and I worked there so long ago that I was there when that Grand Theft Auto, the one where they had to ban it yeah. when it came out. We had to keep it under like lock and key because God forbid somebody see a naked fake person. So <laughs> I was there when Titanic came out oh and that gosh. was a big day, big yeah. night. Yeah. And that's like, it was like VHS and several the stacks. double pack. Yeah. And you had to like get a holder <laughs> for it. I know. That's so crazy. Um, yeah. I worked everywhere and um, you know, I just was kind of lost. I didn't know. I mean, physics is a very general degree. I wanted to go, I wanted to be a doctor. I was a nurse for a minute. Um, didn't love it. And then um, I was living in Texas and I they put out kind of a memo on the internet. They were looking for somebody to do um, narrate a piece down there about SpaceX because they had just built their location in Temple. So, which everyone hates because it's so loud and it's in like a populated area and everyone hates it, but that's fine. So they needed somebody to be like a friendly face. So they wanted like a mom to do it. And so I was like, cool, I'll do that. I applied and I got it. And I fell back into this world that I just love so much. You know, astronomy is always my big thing up at school in Missouri Western. Um, they have a planetarium and it's really famous. Cool. Yeah. I almost did this episode at a planetarium. Oh, we should do another Eating one. Eating tacos at the planetarium. Dude next time yeah mm -hmm. so so SpaceX did that for me and then someone contacted me they're like if you want to do this more there's a program with NASA called the NASA ambassador program they're really selective so get your stuff together I applied and the rest is history so, and you're usually on Fox 4 every morning when yes. some big space story comes right. out right I, I come on mostly on Tuesdays and or 
you know, when they need somebody to come on. And I can talk about literally anything. Sometimes we don't even know until like the day I'm there what we're going to talk about because they just, you know, but it's the great thing about space is that it's constantly new. There's always something to talk about. Or I can pick something from the past and talk about what we've learned since then. I mean, there's a lot of creative ways to do it. And, you know, at first I was like, are people really going to like care and like this in Kansas City? I don't know. But after the first few times I appeared, I got such amazing feedback. And the public, I must say, like, I genuinely apologize because I didn't realize how much they loved and knew about space. I thought our threshold for what people knew was a little bit lower. And um, that was not a very smart thing of me because people want me to talk about quantum mechanics at 830 in the morning. They love it, you know, but I've gotten great feedback. And yeah, I'm there pretty much every Tuesday. Sometimes we skip one, but um, that's probably my favorite thing I do right now. The big story you talked about this week mm-hmm. was the black hole photos. Right. Or what are those? Those aren't even photos, right? They're, uh, it's it's like a computer program that... Right. Uh, well, or explain it. Yeah, that was kind of confusing. Right. Yeah. Well, telescopes come in very different kinds because there's different kinds of light. So we have infrared, we've got x-ray, we have radio that they use, and they can make a composite with all this information put together. So like when you see those beautiful pictures of the universe out there, and actually NASA put out a 30-second video, um, if you want to Google it, about how space pictures are taken. And what they do is is they show the same nebula in an x-ray, in um, infrared, and visual light, all these things. And when you put it together, you get these amazing you know, pieces of imagery. So that black hole was, uh, they used radio radio to take that picture, radio frequencies and x-ray to take that picture. It's amazing to think of all the work that went into this and how exciting it is because we're talking about something that confirms Einstein's theory of general of relativity. First time one was ever captured, right? Ever. And I mean, and he postulated that about a hundred years ago, a little more than a hundred years ago. So to to now know that he was right there and as he so often is, and he actually didn't think that it was true. He just said, this is where my equations are leading me. I don't know if this is true, but who cares? Because they're never going to be able to prove it. So, And the thing about black holes is that you can't photograph them because they suck in all the light, right? So light can't escape it. Light's not fast enough. So if there's no light, you can't take a photograph. And so we had to get a little creative. Anyway, yeah, this picture is... I I woke up to a bunch of texts. Half of them were jokes about black holes and holes in general. Did you? What was your favorite black hole meme that came out of that photo? Oh, mercy. Favorite (laughs) would be an over-exaggeration. I don't know. There's so many of them. There's so many. I like the Homer Simpson one holding it like a donut. (laughs) That was pretty good. Yeah. Well, I compared it to, in a speech, to the Eye of Sauron. Totally. And it fell flat. That joke did not (laughs) land. I don't know where my nerds were, but they were not. They weren't there. And it was kind (laughs) of sad. And they all looked at me like, okay, now I understand why you're alone. Like, this is why. Like, okay, cool. That morning was crazy. And I actually wasn't working that day. So I wasn't listening to the press um, conferences or anything. I was just kind of waiting for the breakdowns and stuff. And then I'll watch the whole thing later because I love space. But an hour and a half about a lot of quantum stuff is just a lot. Yeah. No, it was great. And I, I mean, I can't believe all this stuff is happening in my lifetime. 
honestly. I mean, because now we're going to study this black hole for years and years and years. We're going to see, well, years as we see it, because it's 55 million light years away. So this is 55 right. million years old. Right. Yep. But yeah, uh, I can't wait to see kind of what the changes that we watch and see how much material we watch being sucked in, how quickly it's going to go. I mean, it's pretty amazing. I don't know. What do you think is the next big space announcement that we're going to hear? Do you, what's on the horizon that you'd like to see or that you know we're really close to? Let's see. I mean, I know they've announced we might go back to the moon. Yes. Space Force is really right, right. one of those things. Great. What, what are your opinions Great. on Space Force? Oh, goodness. Okay. So first, the next frontier, I mean, I really can't wait for more information about James Webb. James Webb Telescope is basically what's going to replace Hubble. And so, and it's going to be far more, I mean, it's going to be, it's further out, has way better technology. I got to, when they were building it, I got to put my name on it because I was working at cool. Open House at JPL and they let us put our names in the chip and everything. So I feel a little personally attached to it, but turning that on, because I remember when Hubble was turned on and the reaction that people got and the first images of that were just stunning. Yeah. I mean, looking at a picture and seeing those things and thinking, oh, those little lights are stars. No, they're galaxies. Like, how do you conceptualize that? So who knows what's going to happen with James Webb, but um, they kept, it was supposed to launch two years ago, so, and it's late as it happens. Um, we'll probably launch in 2020. So that I think will be cool. Um, the moon stuff is interesting because they're letting 10 companies do it, um, private companies. Like SpaceX and those um, guys? Or? No, there are very, I think out of the 10, there's only two aerospace and it's not SpaceX. There's no, they didn't choose big people like Amazon. They chose kind of medium um, organizations. Some of them I haven't even heard of. So that'll be interesting to go back to the moon with the technology we have now. I mean, I would love to be on the moon with a telescope personally because yeah. you're you know exiting our atmosphere and you're kind of seeing it from that oh in the space force well would you join space force if they asked you no if they gave you a laser <laughs> gun what if they gave you a laser I gun no i get asked all the time because i qualify to apply to be an astronaut and i get asked a lot when it the hiring sessions come out every four years they you know do you want to do it because they assume that everybody that works in space anything wants, wants to, to be up. an astronaut i do not i have you know a five-year-old and it terrifies me to do that um if you ever have seen videos of people spacewalking on the iss hard pass no thank you but you know, I'm grateful for these people who are sacrificing that risk and all these other things. It's just not going to be me. I yeah, mean, I mean, you don't want to. I mean, there's movies you can watch that right. kind of stuff. Like I will Gravity. Sit here. Gravity was. Uh, Something. Were you a fan of that it movie? It was a movie. Was it how accurate was that? <laughs> yeah, movie? we worked um, not we, but NASA worked um, on that movie and consulted on that movie. It's crazy because if NASA actually consults on a movie, we have free reign to talk about it and show it in any oh, capacity. Cool. So like Wally, I love using. So we worked on that. Um, Interstellar, which that whole thing. I mean, I'm really happy that they kind of tried to introduce quantum mechanics to the general population. Oh man, that was one of the worst dates of my life. You took somebody on a date there? What is first, wrong with you? First date. I guess if you just think, oh, this is just going to be a cool space movie, and That's then you watch it. That's what I thought. It. No. 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 That was hard. It's too much. Yeah. It's way too much. That ruined no. Easter for everybody. <laughs> my worst nightmare would be trapped with Matthew McConaughey in any kind of space craft or vessel. If I have to hear his voice, the Lincoln commercials are enough. He's yeah, those done. are weird. It's just like he just showed up at these people's house. He's wandering around by himself, going into rooms. You're not supposed to do that after dinner. 
He's telling really bad jokes at the patio. Then he's just wandering around these people's house playing pool, and he's not supposed to be playing pool. Nope. I mean, have some respect for these people. And you know he doesn't wear shoes. Yeah. That's like a hard right. fact. Right. And then you know he puts his feet up on Gross. the table. And then he just drives off. They're like in his car, and it's like, anybody see where Matthew went? He didn't even say goodbye. He's just it's driving gross. away. It's gross. All right, so we'll get to some more space topics later. Yeah. We are at El Ranchero. Yes. This is your favorite taco spot in yes. town. Tell me about how you discovered this place and your experiences here. Let's see. Okay, so they, I'm, I, I am I used to be a little more taco obsessed than I am now. I do love to. I've just broadened a little bit. Okay. Um, but I love green sauce of any kind. Like that to me is like my favorite thing to put on anything. And I don't know why. Um, I have probably like seven different kinds in my house. This is like a new development for me. So I was looking for a place that had enchiladas verdes. And this place did. I had them once and I was hooked. And I love it. I mean, you know, when you live in the suburbs, when you live in Blue Springs, you got it's cool to find places here you like to eat so you don't have to go downtown all the time. Because yeah. I... You know, there was a time in my life where Westport was great and fun, and I get to park on the street. This is fun. And then now I'm like, no, no, I'm going to eat around six and go to bed. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. This place is brand new, or didn't they just move to this new yeah, location? It's been here a couple years, but um, yeah, it used to be a sports bar. It's a huge location. It's like, wide open, yeah. Yeah, what you're looking like, there's this huge room, then there's a big giant room that's about the same size on the other side. So this place would be great for Cinco de Mayo, I think. Oh, it's probably crazy. Yeah. Now I, I might try to come here. Well, and that's the thing too, is there's so much seating here to where it's rare that you even have to wait for anything. Yeah. And the margaritas are amazing. Like so amazing. You have to be careful. Which margarita did you get tonight? I got the blue one. I don't know. It's just generally blue. So what's the flavor? Blue. Blue. Okay. Yeah. You know, blue. Yeah. You know, cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's like almost like a royal margarita, Bl royal blue. I mean, sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, now it makes me sound way more fancy, yeah. so I appreciate that. No problem. Um, <laughs> no, and they have a deal on Thursdays where, or maybe Fridays, where you can get a giant pitcher of margarita for like no money. It's dangerous. We had to Uber home the last time, and not like we weren't even trying. We just drank the pitcher, and then we were like, we can't <laughs> be here in public now. Um, you're saying you like to meet bumble dates here oh just gosh, because there's yeah. a lot of wide open space. And if it's yeah. an emergency situation, you can, you can bail really fast. Yeah, No, it's great because we're looking across the room right now and you can see every face of every person in here. And so I said, like, it's a great place for bumble dates because like I can scream with my eyes and people would see me and I can leave. I mean, all relatively close to the door. Also. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. No. And uh, I also feel like a really good measure for who a person is, is what they order in a Mexican restaurant. Totally. We've gotten that a couple times here. Um, it's good to gauge your, your date on what they order at a taco yes. place. Yes. No. And if they like the tacos. Fully. And how picky they are about food and how they treat wait staff is also yep. like a whole thing. Totally. But, um, no, and I love it. It's you know, right down the street. Their food's always good. It's always hot. Always. I've never, I was saying I've probably been here more than 50 times and I've never had bad food here. So what's so. your, you said you used to be a taco, taco yes. aficionado yes. and you've moved on to enchiladas now? for a minute. Yeah. And then I went to enchiladas. I think it's the sauce issue. And once I had them here, I knew how good they were. So it was like, 
what else am I going to do? I My favorite thing when I lived in D.C., which I did for a little while, was taco trucks. Yeah. Like that to me is my jam. And I will order like one of everything if they're like $2 and then just sit and just like inhale. Um, Growing up, what was your taco experience? Did you eat a lot of tacos? Oh, man. Well, my family, well, best described, uh, painfully white. So we ate a lot of not tacos um, or the kind of tacos, you know, where your mom makes the ground beef and puts like half a cup of water in there. We call those suburban tacos or mom tacos. That, that gringo tacos. There you go. And it basically tastes like the flavor packet. Right. And that is it. Yep. Yeah. Um, We had those. Um, what was your favorite taco place growing up? Did you have one? Ooh, no. You know, my family, I'm one of five kids. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I'm one of five girls, and so we didn't get to go out to eat a lot. But if we did, we went to like Golden Corral, which is disgusting. So um, no offense to anyone out yeah. there who... <laughs> Loves Golden Corral. Any tacos at Golden Corral? No. Oh, God. Just Maybe. You could probably make one. With out of all the ingredients. There. But yeah. I feel like if you're doing that, you should not be a Golden Corral. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to judge you. Do what you want with your life. I always get the Jello at uh, buffets. Why? Just because it's there and you don't ever <laughs> see it out in the wild very I often. I don't know that I've ever heard anyone say that. I was going to say admit to it, but that implies that it's weird, which it is, but yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Jello. I don't mind. Yeah. Gelatin. Well, that's a fact. I mean, that could be another that's podcast idea. You know, oh, man. Yeah. Eating jello at different <laughs> uh, buffets. buffets. <laughs> now, now we're in Blue Springs. Blue Springs is the home of David Cook, American Idol it season is. seven winner. Have uh-huh. you ever bumped into him at yeah. El Ranchero? Well, not at El Ranchero, but I, I went to high school with his younger brother. Oh, okay. And so he was around a lot. And um, was he ever with Randy Jackson? <laughs> I wish because that would have been an amazing tell because he won when I was in in college. And I remember thinking it was so weird to see your hometown like in a capacity like that. But really, we've had a lot of famous people, especially artists come from this town. We've got Sam Pickart, who won Ellen's Dance Off Challenge. I also went to high school with him. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's a cool. That would be a cool person to get when he's in town. He's, he's still a, here. Um, he lives in LA or Seattle or something, but he does come here very often. So, um, you know, we've got people that have been in bands like Vaydera, and they were huge. They were on Ellen kind of simultaneously. So we have a lot of like people like that. Um, I think it's just because they know to invest money in the arts in the school district. And so, yeah, it's pretty cool. I didn't run into David Cook, though. I haven't in a long time. I don't know what I would say to him now. Yeah, well, I'm sure he's still rocking it somewhere. Somebody should check on him. Yeah, him and Sanjaya. And Ashanti. And William Hung. Isn't Ashanti dead? No, that's Aaliyah. Okay, sorry. Ashanti is just missing, and someone needs to check on her. Because... You know, she was close to Ja Rule for a while and the fire uh, festival yeah. stuff, you know. I wonder what she thinks about that. Uh, anyway. Um, well, I was doing some research on Blue Springs and I found mm-hmm. this tidbit that I think you could give me some great insight into. On May 24th, 2012, okay. several residents of Blue Springs saw strange lights oh, in the sky uh-huh. above Blue Springs. Uh-huh. There was some investigation by KCTV5. <laughs> Okay. And they they couldn't come to a determination of what they saw. Have you ever seen UFOs in Blue Springs? You know, I haven't. What's um, your thoughts on UFOs? Are you a believer? Okay. 
I think it would be naive to think that there is not some kind of life out there. We know that there are more than billions, you know, trillions, quadrillions of galaxies and therefore stars, multiply that out. So to think that this thing that we have here called life, this carbon-based world is unique, would be a very naive or egocentrical thing, which we by humans are, you know, naturally we are the center. Because when you're standing at any given point, you are the center. And so it kind of goes with our train of thought that, you know, we're unique, we're alone, we're special, all this, you know, we exist because of a bunch of accidents. But really on this, on the cosmic scale, it's not. So, I mean, will we ever see, you know, aliens or whatever? I don't know. Um, In all of your studies, have you ever come across any evidence of life on other planets? No, I wish. And we're working on that, you know. I mean, that's like a huge kind of reason we want to go to Mars is to see what kinds of life. This idea that we could be like a Neanderthalic version of life compared to this like ultra intelligent alien and maybe... We are physically to them so teeny tiny they can't even see us. Or what if they are so intellectual and so advanced that they can't see us because they see on a different plane? Right. I mean, there's all these ideas of like, I don't know. I mean, it's in movies and stuff. It's common for people to think that they would want to go to war with us, which is, I mean. Wouldn't they have destroyed us by now if they yeah, were out there I, and, and they wanted to know, destroy us? And it just, it's, a, again, it's part of the egocentric It's almost thing. as if there, were, there was an ant crawling right. on a giant taco. Right. And that ant didn't know what it was climbing on. Right, because it doesn't have the scope. Yeah. All right. I was going to ask you this later, but I got to get to it. Okay. What planet? Besides mm-hmm. Earth, okay, is the safest planet to eat tacos on. Ooh, or Moon? Is there a Moon? Right. Would you be able I mean, to on our, our Moon would be better than most places. Um, there's so many places in our solar system where you would get destroyed <laughs> completely, just instantly. So it's kind of. What um, if we just sent the tacos there by themselves? Okay. Would they, and they would. Um, rip apart is there a place where atomically? they would survive? Uh, the moon. The moon. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if they weren't covered in anything, they would freeze, but still. What's Mars? What's the temperature on Mars? Very warm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, thousands, if not, there's, yeah, thousands of degrees, but not all the time. Um, you know, there's this whole ideology that Mars was once like Earth and something clicked and went wrong and wiped it all out. So, and Venus also. Something happened with Venus and now it's a bajillion degrees hot and it's horrible. Um, Or the clouds of Venus. You could probably eat it in the clouds of Venus. Can you uh, stand or walk on the clouds of Venus? No. Okay. I mean, you could, you would you could die. Float. You could but float yeah. in the clouds of Venus. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to, it'd probably be excruciatingly hot. But okay. Every week here on the show, we like to check the taco news stories of the week. Oh, okay. This is called checking the taco ticker. You're ready to check the taco ticker? I'm so ready. All right, let's do it. <laughs> this is the taco ticker. These are the taco news stories of the week. <laughs> How did you know that we already have that sound effect on the do show? You really? Yeah. Hola. <laughs> All right. Nice. You're welcome. Here we go. Um, taco ticker story number one. Just, I'd like to hear your thoughts on some of these sure. taco stories. I love when people ask me my thoughts on literally anything. <laughs> right. So taco ticker story number one, mm-hmm. Taco Bell. Ugh. Okay. Are you a fan? I, okay. You know how, what are, your, what are your thoughts? Well, you know how once you've drunkenly thrown up something, you can't eat it anymore. Right. Yeah. 
Taco Bell and I when I was 23. But I've had it a couple of times since and I feel like I'm happy that for society it exists because I think people recognize that it's not actual Mexican food. It's just really cheap, generically flavored, consistent food, which is all some people need. Right. I don't. I so, feel do like you remember what other... it was that that you ate that oh, yeah. destroyed you forever? It was one of those because um, I always got off the dollar menu because I was broke. Like, let me tell you, I in my last few years of college, I illegally sublet my dorm room to people, and I slept in my car for about a year and a half because I needed to pay for my degree. Otherwise, they're going to kick me out. And my food plan—that was a big part of it. So, um, I would buy, and I would buy like plain rice and beans and like generic bags and boil them and that's all I would eat like so like with that background it's so interesting when people think that I've had it easy or like oh she's on TV somebody must have just no like I fought for a really long time to like get where I am my parents did not help me at all with college or anything like that so which is you know fine but then I would splurge it because I worked at a bar and in my tip money, you could go to Taco Bell, obviously, and get quite a bit of food. And I would put it in the fridge for like two days and eat it. Yeah, it was definitely one of those value meal. The reason I saw that is because I only ordered off the value meal. It was one of those like burritos that's like, it's all the same. Isn't dollar it? menu? It's all cat food. Um, yeah, it's like a dollar or two dollars, the burritos. Yeah. It's just like all the same but it was yeah. like some sort of bean I remember the, the the taste of the blandness of the beans was something in it and after that it was bad but it's less about the Taco Bell and more about cinnamon flavored alcohol oh that okay. I cannot do can't do it I can't do Goldschlager I can't do any of that stuff Rumple mints oh gosh mint too like uh, what's that other one um, Zambuca yeah can't the smell alone and after last season, mules in general, I think I'm good on for <laughs> for a hot minute. Taco Bell fine. is testing out the dollar churro donut at Kansas City locations. Oh, my God. If you want to try something new for breakfast and you like donuts, oh Taco Bell has a treat for you. Speaking of sopapillas. Beginning Thursday, April 4th, you can get your hands on a dollar churro donut. Taco Bell will launch the treat right here in Kansas City. If the test goes well, it will add the item to nationwide menus. Taco Bell wants to expand its breakfast options as fast food restaurants compete more aggressively to get customers in the morning. The fried dough pastry is usually paired with sweet chocolate dipping sauce. Oh, but chocolate in the morning. I love chocolate. Chocolate makes my world revolve. I keep chocolate in my purse with me at all times. So like What do you what do you what do you have now? Um, I, I do the cookies and cream Hershey's sometimes or just plain um, either the almond or chocolate. I don't know what it is. It's ever since I turned 30. I'm 31 right now. And ever since I turned 30, I'm like chocolate obsessed. Um, so you, would you be down for this churro? Oh, I'm going to try it. All I know is fried dough with cinnamon sugar on it will always be amazing. And you cannot tell me any differently, whether it be a funnel cake or a churro. And really, is there anything better than like a fresh churro? Yeah, why don't they just do real churros? Why doesn't Taco Bell get into the churro I game? wonder, because you know, everything they have to do is if it works with something else on their menu. Right. So I think that the churro is an extension of those little twist things, which are like fried gluten-free noodles or something. Oh, the cinnamon twist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the secret. People always try and recreate them. You have to get gluten-free. I don't know why. Right. I'm not a chemist. All right, so but here I'm we in. go. Taco ticker story number two, a Modelo truck 
filled with Modelo beer mm-hmm. that was stolen when the driver left the keys in the ignition has oh, been geez. found in South Suburban Calumet City, Illinois. <laughs> no beer was missing, and there were no empties lying around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chicago policeman's spokesperson said, mm-hmm. shortly afternoon, police found the tractor trailer abandoned in Calumet City last week. Mm-hmm. It hadn't crashed and its contents were intact. Mm-hmm. The thief took off with the truck after its driver left the keys inside at a jewel grocery store about 10 a.m. during mm-hmm. a delivery. Somebody just hopped into it and drove off, the driver said. It was last seen cruising west on 95th Street and police issued an alert to the near south suburbs to watch out for it. Police are trying to locate security cameras in the area that might have picked up the theft, but no arrests have been made. It was a crime of opportunity, the policeman said. I mean, what else are you going to do? In, what is it, Illinois? Yeah. Yeah, what else? You know, steal a truck. Um, yeah. What else are you going to do? I mean, you know, sometimes we all need to feel alive, and this person just took a risk. But, I, but no beers were missing. He didn't yeah. even sneak a drink of any yeah. of the beer. But he's probably so worried about, you know, getting caught. He didn't even think about it. Yeah, you know. Maybe he just needed to get across town and that was the first thing. See, that's yeah. what I'm thinking is it had to be a short transit issue because if you are going to steal like a semi of anything, you know that there's GPS stuff on that truck. You know that this isn't like a generic gray car. This is something people would look for. People are dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It had to be a desperation. If you steal a beer truck, though, what's the fun in not drinking the beer in the beer truck? You'll have to ask him. Maybe you can interview him from prison. I could have him as a guest on Taco of the Town. That's what I'm saying is be like, what what were you thinking? Why didn't you have beer? Because it makes sense. Well, it's Modelo, too, so it's not like it's super expensive. And it's a little, little, like this is a, I'm drinking a Modelo right now, a tiny Modelo there. I know. Um, I haven't had one of those in a really long time. If I drove, if I stole a beer truck, I would stop by, pick up friends, have a party inside the beer truck. Right. Yeah. Well, I advise you not to do it. Okay. But it would be fun. Also, you could just buy like two cases of Modelo for like five cents or however and, much this And buy like a really broken down van. Yeah, and just pretend. Yeah. Drive moderately fast. Probably a speed limit is a good idea, but just pretend it's moderately fast and uh, do that. Have you ever... Go um, the thrill. you ever stolen a car before? No. You know, I haven't. Um, <laughs> it's on... <laughs> it's on an extended bucket list of mine okay. though. You know. Yeah. I uh, no. I feel like if I'm gonna go to jail for something, it better be something really cool and like socially justified. Yeah, space related. Yeah, like she was saving children from what? What are some space crimes that you you could get arrested for? Ooh, there's an idea. Well, here's okay. So here's the thing about that. And so we there is a declaration made. I think in Geneva, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, There is a space treaty that the world agreed upon, which often the world agrees upon nothing, but they agreed upon anything in space is uh, neutral territory, meaning like you can't own it, you cannot own the moon, um, you can't own planets, and you can't own space in space. So... Well, when I was about 2002, uh, a co-worker gifted me for my birthday... Mm -hmm. A certificate that said I owned a part of the moon. Oh, yeah. Is that not legit? 
No. Because what? because no one can technically sell parcels of land. Now, a company could say, and this is, I hear this a lot because people want to get these like stars and stuff for people's yeah. birthdays. So an individual company can say, and it says in the fine print somewhere that they can't actually legally sell you it, but they can, in their database, say that you are the person. But another company could sell the same star to somebody else. Okay. So yeah, they do parcels of land on Mars and stuff. I mean- you're, what you're paying for is like the certificate and stuff that comes with it and then just knowing this kind of cool fact. Because I have that framed and it's on my fireplace mantle. It's like the only I thing love I love. I love destroying people's dreams. <laughs> it gives me energy and I, I love God, it. dang it. I know. Well, when you go home, you can like film yourself destroying it in yeah, slow motion. I'll smash it. I'll yeah. burn it. It's fine. No, Thanks. I mean, it's a cool novelty gift. I mean, somebody did it for my daughter when she was born. <laughs> Okay. God. <laughs> well, thanks for checking those taco ticker stories with me. <laughs> we'll be right back after this break. Hey, folks. Dave from Taco of the Town here. Let me tell you a little bit about Lotus Pool Records. Did you know that Lotus Pool wants to be your record label? They have a treasure trove of countless euphoric epiphanies awaiting your discovery. An eclectic collection of magically beautiful music that is not afraid to challenge you as much as it wants to earn your respect. It's artists work incessantly to produce perfect albums. Albums that want to be your best kept secret. Sample the entire Lotus Pool catalog for free at lotuspool.com. Enjoy voice of action, self-titled dish of sexy rock. Poster children's critically acclaimed political sledgehammer, Grand Bargain. Chris Cardwell's deeply sincere debut, Burning Heart. The siren song seduction of Heidi Lynn Gluck's Pony Show. And the brilliantly remastered re-releases of Zoom's Helium Octopede, produced by Greg Sage of The Wipers, and Rockin' in Rio, now available on 8-Track. Once you've discovered the magic of Lotus Pool music, please share it with your friends. Some secrets are too good to keep. Check them out today at lotuspool.com. All right, now is the part of the show called Town of the Taco. Town of the Taco. Kansas City, you're the place I love. This is where we have our guest pull some Kansas City topics from the Casey Cup. I've got the Casey Cup right here. We'll pull some Kansas City topics like and we'll cup. discuss. So just let me know what your topic is. Pizza. <laughs> pizza. <laughs> All right. Just says pizza. All right. What's your favorite pizza in Kansas City? Oh, what's that place? Okay, so if you're at the Riot Room and it's directly behind the Riot Room and it's a standing, basically standing room only with like two benches. Is it Joe's? Probably. By the slice, or yeah, it's like yeah, the slice place. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's got a line late at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that. Yeah, only because I feel like I've I've bonded with so many other drunk people there that I have so many good memories. And that is the best drunk pizza to have. I'm telling you, especially when you're at the Riot Room, which, no offense, is just kind of a Joe's crazy Pizza place by the Slice be. is what it's there called. There you go. Yeah. That is one of the great pizza I places. Know. I know. I was thinking, and I was like, well. And I do appreciate, even though it's a chain here in town, uh, Mod Pizza, because they do the fresh fire grilled. And, you know, when you have a kid, it's cool that places do something where they can watch it. And It's not one of those places where they give the kids dough to play with, is it? Oh, I wish. No. Okay. Oh, that sounds so insanitary. <laughs> it is. I mean, like, I love a good, like, fun anytime, but I'm also like, don't put your hands on my food. <laughs> 
Describe your perfect KC day. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. I know. Well, I was just saying I've lived in so many other cities, DC, Austin, um, all, I mean, just random uh, Oklahoma City. I've lived in a lot of places. Oh, those go back in there. Well, you know, I appreciate like going to somewhere, like a small place to eat. Oh, I love um, Westport Cafe. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. They have a scallop dish that is like, it's risotto and scallops. Oh my gosh. I die. I die. It's so good. Eating there at some point, eating brunch because brunch is my favorite food group just of all. What's the best brunch place in town? Ooh. Here, it's definitely the new First Watch because there's not much. Oh, in Blue Springs? Yeah. They have a new one and it. there's like never any waiting and I love, I, we go there all the time. Every time I do Fox 4, I go there directly afterwards and it's like a tradition. Um, Are you there with Mark Alford and Abby Eden? I do not take them to brunch. They're okay. usually pretty busy. We did go to... Um, poke what freestyle poke yeah. once yeah that was cool but you know abby gets hounded a lot like she's you know she's very recognizable so i can't it, it's so crazy because she and i have done a lot of things together like um we judged miss kansas city together because we're both former miss america uh competitors and so being anywhere with her is so crazy because people are just like Wah! right you know not me yet i do get recognized though as of lately. You said by mostly 50-year-old men? Yes. 55-plus-year-old men are... Or teenagers. Or teenage boys are kind of my demo. I'm pretty proud about it. <laughs> um, just saying, I get a lot of really interesting Facebook messages after air. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I love any messages or anything I get. Um, sometimes it's weird. Sometimes people send me pictures of themselves. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll just say. Like, like... Uh, NASA themed? Or, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, there's definitely... Playing with meteors and... Sure. Okay. I wish. That would make it a lot easier. <laughs> um, or uh, playing with rockets. While watching me. Sure. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So... Well, I, okay. I feel... Uh, I love Kansas City. I love our people. You know, it's fun. Tuesdays are fun. I mean, I love getting that like 930 in the morning, yeah. too. It's yeah. like... Oh, yeah. How you like to wake up. No, um, it hasn't done much for my personal life, but it's fine. I do I do love, like, the loyal Fox 4 people that watch every morning as part of their routine, and then they're like, oh, my gosh, she's... That's my mom. Up. That's and my sister. See, that's my that's my uh, sister in law. I didn't realize how many how many of them there were. And then now they're always surprised to hear how old I am because they all think I'm in my early twenties. So that's nice. I'm thirty one, almost in a half. So you know. Do do you attribute that to your young looks? Do you attribute that to any of your work at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory? <laughs> I wish. Did you go into a chamber or anything? I, oh, here's a segue. We love a segue. Side note. I love segways that you can ride. Those segway things you can oh, drive. On. I don't have the balance for that. Oh, okay. I run into everything. I have no spatial awareness. So when they did the twin studies. Oh, with, the astronaut twins. Yeah. Yes, the astronaut twins. One was in space. One was on Earth. The Kelly brothers. They found that the one in space, his DNA kind of elongated. And so the part of your DNA that process or that decides how age affects you, uh, what it diminished. 
So the idea is that if you perpetually stay in space, you would not age. Like this I, is, I've uh, never been to this space. This is very cool. Yeah, this is an anecdote that I was thinking about while I was thinking about why I look young. I, I have no idea. My dad looks very young, and he's like 60, I think. Okay. So, But anyway. <laughs> so your perfect Kansas City day starts with brunch, yeah. and then oh, what, yeah. what about the, the evening? Where would you go? What's oh your favorite gosh. night spot? Maybe taking a stroll there's by Union Station, riding, getting on the streetcar. Oh, that's nice. I've, I've been on the streetcar twice, and it was cool. I didn't realize. Like, I just came back to Kansas City about a year ago, and so I've had kind of varied experiences here back again. I, I love to go to games. I'm a huge NFL fan. I'm a huge NBA fan, but we don't really have you know, a team here, but I like to go watch games. Um, so um, I love doing that. Um, if my girls and I make a mistake somewhere in our day, we will go to Whiskey Tango in Lee Summit. Oh, I've driven past that. I've never been. What's yeah. that like? Um, if you don't if you leave, if you don't leave by midnight, you will get arrested or murdered. <laughs> It's like a fact. And anybody out there who's listening to this that has been there They're is like, nodding yep, their heads. Yep. They're like, yeah, no, you, you will get in a fight with someone, even if you're not a fighting person. That looks like a fighting place. It looks like yeah. Roadhouse. Yeah, it's like a giant, like, gymnasium-sized place with a lot of varied drunk people in it. It's fun every once in a while, you know, but you can't go all the time because you will get murdered. So. so that would not be on your perfect no, Kansas City day. I mean, unless we fall off somehow. Because, you know, sometimes you need a night that you know is going to be really stupid and crazy. Yeah. So. Well, our tacos are here. What do you say? Let's do our taco review. Let's put these tacos to the test. All right. Our tacos are here. I'm so psyched. Danielle, what did you get? I got the, what are they called? Adobado. 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 <laughs> See, e, I'm sure steak. I got that completely wrong. But well, you sounded you got it. You like you got it yeah, right. Yeah, I lived in Argentina in high school. My heritage is of that, so I can pronounce some things and read things. It comes in handy sometimes. But yeah, I got the steak marinated steak ones, and they look amazing. And I did put the limes on it with the record show. Cilantro, yep. onion, yeah. Yep. Basic, very basic. The rice is really good here too. Okay, I'm going to eat this now. Corn tortilla. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, corn tortillas. I got mm -hmm. the chicken, um, and I got one of your steak. I'm going to try that. It's good. Um, what are your thoughts? First bite. It's good. The lime is really good with this flavor profile. I, I appreciate a good-sized corn tortilla. Like, it does not need to be half the plate. Um, I like when things come automatically with corn. I know a lot of people love flour, but eh. I think the like bitter, not bitterness of corn, but that kind of, you know what I mean? Not uh, the plain of the corn and the crispiness that it can kind of get is way better. Oh and yeah. Mine just fell apart. Oh yeah. Your taco just, just disintegrated. <laughs> it became a quantum. Uh, what, what We're going to make a mega taco. Oh, you're going to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Listen, yeah. This I'm is really good. It. I love this steak. It's great. Yeah. It's not, it's not heavily marinated which is nice because like I feel like steak can threshold between way too salty and then not flavored at all and that's a tragedy and they're very hot like straight out of the kitchen mm -hmm. very good and we've been sitting here for like 15 minutes and they're still really warm I'm telling you this place is so it's like a hidden gem and I love finding I hidden gems that aren't like you know I know people love Guy Fieri and like 
all these other things, these big name tacos and fuzzies and all these things, which are great. But it's nice to have someplace in your hometown that you just consistently get good food. Yeah, this place is blowing me away so far. Really good. I'm telling you. He asked me where we should eat, and I mean, I figured like basically everything downtown he'd already done. Um, so I was like, well, I think this place is going to be good. I mean, for Blue Springs and like a, right by a neighborhood, there's in a pet's <laughs> land or whatever. <laughs> Do you want to try one of my chicken? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad I got that steak. That was great. Wasn't it's really good. And usually chopped steak can be dry. I like Because the steak that. is kind of like chopped really tiny. Um, and usually that can be really dry because they continue to cook it, but they don't do that. Mm. So, yeah, that's my only ever issue with chopped steak tacos is that sometimes it looks, it's like the texture of dog food. Yeah. And that, you know, I mean? you know the chunks were pretty nice size, Yeah, but they weren't too big. They no. were perfect. And this size of the portion that you're getting is good. I mean, this will fill you up. And then you also have your chips and whatever else you're eating. I mean, I'm telling you, I love the green enchiladas here, but I never, I don't know if I've had to, well, they used to have shrimp tacos. They might still have them. And those were amazing, but and I, I love saw a fish. Yeah. A fish taco. You're also saying you really love tongue tacos, right? I do. Oh, I love um, beef tongue tacos. Um, uh, what is the kind called with um, pineapple? El Pastor. There you go. Yeah. I ordered one on a whim on a Taco Tuesday, and I was like, damn. this It's different. It's cool to have, like, I love taco places that do a bunch of tiny tacos, and then you can kind of, like, pick and choose. So, of course, I was trying to do new things, and I had it, and I was like, oh, this is a game changer. That steak taco had a real kind of pastor vibe to it. Yeah, it did. Man, with a, like, slice of grilled pineapple, oh, my yeah. God, it'd be so good. And it's good, like, I don't know if I could eat a whole order of those, but it's definitely good to, like, break it up because it can get, tacos can be a little monotonous sometimes. This is good. This chicken's good, too. Yeah, very good. I appreciate um, that it's chopped and not shredded. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the um, the spark that mm-hmm. I got when I had that steak, but yep. it's missing just a, I don't know what it is, but the I think it's seasoning? salt. Salt, yeah. okay. It's I agree. Still very good. Chicken can often do that. It's crazy. And, well, and the thing is, is that, you know, flavor profiles, no matter where you go, are so different for people. Like, you could have authentic food, and then we would feel like it's under-seasoned because we're just used to a different, you know, plane of thought. But, like, I've seen people, like, I thought this the steak, for example, is amazing. And I've seen people, and they do the same for their fajitas because it tastes the exact same. Um, I've seen people salt them, and it makes me sad. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, how much? But, you know, it's how we eat as Americans, too. It kind of messes us up a little bit. You see a lot of people that aren't used to authentic tacos review Mm -hmm. them, and they just are so confused that it's not a crunchy shell. It doesn't have cheese and sour cream on it. Like, where's the Velveeta? Right. No, I, which by the way, queso on tacos is an abomination and has no place. I'm talking like somebody pouring like a whole thing of queso on a taco. I feel like save that for Taco Bell, but not actually. Do you think that's your, what is your most controversial taco opinion? Do you have one? Ooh, 
Queso on a taco is not acceptable? I think queso on a taco, not acceptable. I think, you know, when you go corn versus flour, it can get pretty intense. Like people, I mean, and we all grew up, if you grew up in the suburbs, with flour. My mom did not buy corn tortillas. So you, you have this kind of idea of what you like. But um, then when you kind of take a step back, this is a very deep thing, but you take a step back. Let's get deep. This right? is Taco the Town. Well, Let's talk about it. Well, you take a step it. back and you kind of break down what's in a good taco. And it's very simple, but those, but what you're trying to make shine isn't the tortilla. And I think that's like an American thing is they love the bread. What you're trying yep. to make shine is the meat and whatever you put in there. And that's why corn is important because it kind of has that bland, but good texture. It holds it together, but it doesn't ever change what's in it. And, right. you know, I don't know. That's how I feel about that. <laughs> that's good. I, I saw um, someone just ordered some a huge, like, mm-hmm. gringo taco. That was a giant shell. It just, like, walked by here. Um, so they do have those here, too. But oh, I yeah. think these are amazing. I would go the authentic all the time. Yeah. Well, in Taco Tuesday, they're four tacos for five bucks. Nice. And that's I'd a great har- deal. I'd be hard-pressed to eat more than, I, don't, I couldn't eat more than four. Oh, yeah. I mean, how are you doing? Is that how you usually would you? So four is your most? Oh, man. I'm well. So within the past year and a half, I've lost about 90 pounds. Oh, wow. A little bit. Cool. On and on. Well, I was more than 215 when I had my daughter six years ago. And then ever since then, it tapers back and forth. So anyway, um, I've lost a lot of weight. And with that, too, like my stomach's shrunk. And so I just don't eat as much as I used to. And people always make a big deal about it. But I don't know. It depends too, because I'll get in like hangry moods and inhale everything. So it's kind of whatever. How has your taco uh, or your Mexican food uh, taste changed since that time or in Ooh. that time? I would say I've always I've always loved a taco, and I've always lived in places like I lived in Central Texas, and then I lived in D.C. Two places where you can get amazing taco truck type situations. Austin, I mean, hello. Um, so, what's your favorite taco place in Austin? Ooh, I, I mean, I always went to like the trucks that were on Sixth Street. Period. Just in general. So, like anything of that. And then I didn't used to love steak at all. I used to think it was like too gamey or something. I don't know what was wrong with me. And now <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. So it's kind of crazy. But and I think like tacos are kind of like pizza in that you can have it in a way that if you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to be in shape, like. It's really easy to do. I mean, they're just such a good food. So versatile. I've never met anybody who's like, mm, tacos. I don't... No, thank you. Yeah, sometimes you'll bump into some burrito people, and they can be kind of hard to deal with. I can't with a burrito. It's too much food. Yeah. And it's unnecessary. It's very messy. It's just I end too up much. picking it apart. Yeah, it's, it's just glut- like... gluttony. It's just ridiculous. I mean, listen. I love a 2 a.m. run to ponchos as much as the next person. But... Their burritos are insane. I actually ordered nachos from there. Do you three, have any good? Three days ago. Oh, no. And it was, I put it on my scale. It was three and a half pounds <laughs> of nachos for like $8, chicken nachos. It had like at least four chicken breasts worth of shredded chicken on it. I, it I've never seen anything like it. So we're at the end of our meal. Yeah. We've all inhaled these tacos. Yep. So our scale is one to five golden tacos, okay. five being the best. Okay. What would you give the is, tacos here at um Is this like a really stringent scale? 
Like, are you very overly picky because there's not very no. many numbers? No, no, or no. It's just kind of. I mean, general- I love all tacos, so. Right. I'm pretty high on everything. Okay, so. cool. I would say it's a solid four. Four out of five. Okay. Yeah, I would. I, I would expect you to go higher. I. I. But I'm kind of like a. I mean. You would give their enchiladas a higher rating. Yes, because okay. I love that profile. But no, I feel like. For tacos in a suburban town, we'd go higher than four. Yeah, if right. you consider where it is, but if you just put it all in the same playing field. This is a taco oasis out here in Blue Springs. I'm telling when I told you to come here, I was like, <laughs> he's gonna be like, I'm not coming to Blue Springs. Why? <laughs> this is a like this is gonna be like a Tex Mex place that's actually just like Oh, I'm I'm impressed. That's what I was yeah. expecting and I did not get that. See? I'm impressed. See? I love coming here. I come here quite often and I like I said, I never had bad food here and that's all that really matters to me. I would give it 4.3 out of 5 golden tacos. I, Very good tacos. Yeah. Um the beef uh, or the steak was mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. I would go authentic with it. I would get the corn. Yep. Soft corn tortilla for, Absolutely. Uh, with it. Um, the chicken was was okay. The the steak was amazing. Yeah. Um, I'd have to come back and get the enchiladas sometime. You have to. And They're, try a blue margarita. You'll die. Oh yeah. Well, I'm just telling you. And what are the specials? They're special on uh, Thursday nights. Um, they have a whole chart of specials right in front of my face over here, but you can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> but like today, for example. They have lunch specials, six ninety nine for any of their entrees. Amazing enchiladas verdes um, are seven ninety nine, and twenty seven ounces of any margarita for six ninety nine. Wow! So if you want to get carried out on a Thursday, I feel <laughs> this is the place to do in Blue Springs, because no one would judge you. But it looks like they have like they've got some amazing specials on Fridays. They have fajitas for seven bucks. That's good. And their fajita order is huge. All right, so we love El Ranchero, but yep. we have a segment here on the show called... Oh, can I tell you something? Oh, yeah, go ahead. I just got like that crispy fat part of the steak, and I'm in heaven right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Okay. I know where you're at. Go I want. I want to have that same experience. <laughs> um, so here on the show, yeah. we have a segment called Bad Reviews Read in a Funny Voice. Oh, Lord. Would you okay. like to read a bad review in a funny voice? I don't know if I can make a funny voice. Do you have any funny character voices you do? No. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll think of something. <laughs> bad reviews on Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. What's the person's name and what, what is their review? I, I believe her name is Sarita. Sarita, okay. Yes, I believe Sarita G. What does Sarita G say? Never again. I'm from Oklahoma, so I can do it. That's okay. good. Figure I'll try them out since it's walking distance from my home, but it was not worth it. I ordered some sopapillas for $2.99, a whole $3. You get four measly bread and honey. The tacos are not authentic. The taco shells are cheap and you can so tell. I was charged 50 cents for a damn carry out fee. What the hell? <laughs> One star. You had some strong feelings about her complaint before we got started on that one. I just feel like, okay, 
I understand that we live in this generation where you can instantly complain about anything to everyone on the internet. And I think that's part of it is like you hope for people to reciprocate your frustrations. But for $2.99, we're talking a sopapilla, okay? A sopapilla is basically a beignet. They're all kind of the same thing. Fried bread with cinnamon sugar on it. $2.99, that's $3. That's good. Someone else is literally making it for you and bringing it to your face for $2.99. So she wanted it for what, 99 cents or something? Yeah, like I would not eat a 99 cent Sophia because I'd be scared of what's in it. So like, I don't understand. You get four small, and plus like, why do you need more than four Sophia's? You don't. You've already eaten this gigantic food. Neither of us have cleared our plates because it's so much food. Like, if, if at the end of all of this, you're like, you know what? I need at least eight fried biscuits in cinnamon and honey, <laughs> which is essentially what it is. Like, and listen, I love a sopapilla. I will eat all the sopapillas, but come on. Well, our experience here has been completely different. This yeah. place was amazing. Yeah. Tacos were great. Yeah. Thank you so much for introducing me to the tacos here. I, I never knew. Now I know. Now you I'm, know. Uh, my taco knowledge has been increased. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're in the area, yep. if you're in Blue Springs, Highway 7. Yep. Right off seven. Right off seven. Easy. El Ranchero. Yep. There's also one in Lee Summit. Mm-hmm. Stop on in if you're looking for some tasty right. tacos. I I say, you know, if you live in eastern Jackson County and you're not feeling like driving into the city, try it out and you'll probably, you know, love it. We used to, I mean, I've brought my daughter here with a bunch of her friends. She's five, so you can imagine what that's like. And they're very friendly and... Um, and great chips great. and salsa, too. Oh, now, see, I judge every Mexican place by their chips and salsa. If you have bad salsa, I don't know that I can order more food. And I love that they give you your own little... Uh, so they don't. Ha- you don't have to wait. Yeah, thing of yeah. salsa. To, so you I know. I love this consistency of salsa, and I don't even know how to explain. It's like liquidy enough, but there's enough to get on the chip. But I don't like super chunky like pico yeah. as disguised as salsa. Right. Nor do I like the super blended liquefied stuff. I love chili salsa. Mm-hmm. Confession, I used to know somebody that worked there, and I went on some dates with him, so he would give me the salsa in a bag because it's frozen. Wait a minute. <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> you dated a guy. It's true. That worked at Chili's. Yep. So you could get the salsa. Right, because they sent it to him in a bag frozen. Oh. And I was so obsessed with the salsa, and I was like, hey... So how this that... is more than 10 years ago. So the statute of limitations <laughs> is all up. So what even... happened? Uh, did he just not bring the salsa home one time? And you're like, that's it. Well, I realized that dating somebody with like six felonies was like not oh. a great thing, maybe. Okay. Um, was it like s- salsa stealing? <laughs> I, was probably, I think it was like bad checks. Oh. Which is all kind of the same family. Yeah. But yeah. But I mean, I got enough salsa for like quite a bit. That's fine. Oh, cool. I make my own. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then I start working for NASA, so it's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Now I know <laughs> that you truly do love you some chips and salsa. I love Chili's salsa. And my best friend loves their queso like nothing. They have, which- they have tacos at Chili's. Should we do them on the show? It's a chain. Because mm, they're, they're aren't they technically Tex-Mex? Yeah. Like that's their yeah. classification. Yeah. Okay. We'll think about it. You should. I'll run it by the the higher ups. (laughs) All right. If you're in the area and you're having a hankering for some tasty tacos, stop on in El Ranchero. You won't be disappointed. We'll be right back after this break.
Hey there, everybody. It's your old pal Bigfoot here. Or Sasquatch, if you prefer. You know, one question folks are always asking me is, Bigfoot, what's your favorite podcast? Well, besides Taco the Town, <laughs> I love me some tacos. My favorite podcast has got to be the Bigfoot Collectors Club, hosted by Michael McMillan and Bryce Johnson. Every week, those funny fellas share stories of high strangeness and interview celebrity guests about their personal paranormal history. It's a real hoot. They talk about UFOs, ghosts, weird and wonderful encounters, and crypto creatures like yours truly. They even have a hotline where you can share your paranormal encounters and they might just play it on the show. 310-597-4803. If you're like me and you like yourself some strange and weird and wonderful stories filled with the unexplained, Bigfoot Collectors Club is your podcast. Take it from me, Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Just don't call me skunk ape. My mom hates it when people call me that. Bigfoot Collectors Club, available wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for a very special segment here on Taco the Town with my very special guest, Daniel Jones. Mm -hmm. This is Tacos in Space. Da, da, da. I'm going to ask you some space questions. Okay. Answer these questions as best you can. Okay. I know I'm throwing some curveballs at you, but just okay. give it to me the best you can. Okay, first off, Star Trek... Star Wars or Star Crunch, the Little Debbie snack treat? First of all, I cannot with Little Debbie anything. I, I know this is controversial. Oh, come on. This is going to be on like TMZ tomorrow. I cannot do Hostess, any of that. It makes me so sick. I can't. The cream and the icing. Star, I, you know, is it Star Crunch? I'm the person that scrapes the icing off of cupcakes. Oh my. I know, I just, yeah. everybody's now Ew. turned their back on me, wow. it's fine. I can't, it's just the sweetness, I can't do it, so. Okay, Star Wars or Star Trek? Okay, and I get asked about this all the time, and I feel like the nerd threshold is at a certain line, right? And anime is on one side, and then barely over the line is Star Wars and Star Trek, and you have to pick one. I love both fandoms for what they are. Um, I personally, I think I'm a Star Trek person because I do like the futuristic idea. I love the wormholes. You are more science-based. Yeah, the wormholes. I like, uh, you know, Whoopi Goldberg was there. Picard was there, who I, one of the best characters ever on TV. Um, I've never super gotten into Star Wars because I feel like I said that's over the nerd threshold for me. Like, it's between uh, dork and nerd, and I can't do it. What about dweeb? There is a word. I haven't been called that in a long time. <laughs> Would you ever date a guy who... How, how should I put this? Would you ever date a guy that was really into Ewoks? When you say into Ewoks, like he likes to, he likes to, to pose. Like okay. if he sees a, a in, an Ewok, he would. Because you could say into Ewoks, and I'm like, is that like right, some no, no, sort no, of a thing? Not a, not a not a plushy or furry type. Okay, thing. yeah, because that I. Uh, um, I mean, you do you. Maybe but. maybe um, he just likes to pose with Ewoks. Like if he sees an Ewok statue mm -hmm. or an Ewok, he's um, just obsessed with the idea of this he, like he, furry. He's, he likes creature. to make friends with them. I mean, everybody loves an Ewok, right? Right. So no, yeah, you. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, they're like charismatic teddy bears, right? Right. Yeah, so, there's nothing I mean, wrong with that. No, I mean. No. I, I mean, maybe the guy just likes to, you know, relive his childhood. I feel like you know this person. <laughs> maybe, maybe I just like this posing is a with very Ewoks. Specific question. <laughs> well, maybe, 
Maybe I just like Maybe they're just cool to me They are cool I know people obsessed with like Chewbacca And anytime they see him They take a picture with it Um, So I get it I You know I love people who are passionate about things in general And I love a nerd in general Like I will talk to any nerd about anything I have a friend that has his PhD in dragon mythology There you go He is simultaneously the most strange person but also the most interesting person I know so like I love like you do you you be obsessed with what you're obsessed with and be authentic and then the rest of it cool cool. right what is the most Uh accurate space movie you've seen that gets it right that's a good question Wally. Wally. Yeah. It's Wally, a great movie. Yeah, and I mean, and it's not just because, like, I've worked on a lot of PR for that movie, just from, you know, situationally. It's it's that they were so loyal to keeping the facts straight, even though it was an animated movie, not deviating from the things we know to be true, um, hypothetical situations of, like, what would happen if the Earth got kind of in a bad place, what would we look like? Um, even the like people in space who have no muscle mass and stuff because they've been scooting around. Like that movie is extremely accurate and it's a cool one to share because I think people forget about that movie a lot. It's so good. It is so, so good. It's touching too. Um, and, it's emotional. Um, the Martian, Martian is another movie we, we consulted for um, and that's pretty accurate. The potato thing, accurate. And I think these days, because of social media, movie companies are being held to the standard that they have to be authentic because they will get checked in two seconds. Right. So that to me is cool because I love, you know, I love the fantasy stuff, but I also love when you keep it based on real science, then it kind of makes sense. Do you have a favorite sci- uh, space movie, science fiction movie? Ooh. Science Besides Interstellar, movie. which well, we can agree that is, is horrible. Yes. Um, I don't know if this counts as science fiction. Probably doesn't. But um, Pan's Labyrinth. It's kind of esque. Oh, that's a, that is a dark fantasy yeah, film. Yeah, okay. Mixed with Guillermo, World War well, you're II. You're the specialist yeah. with... Well, Guillermo del Toro is my favorite person just generally ever um, for movies. And he was supposed to do a video game, and I'm bummed because it's not happening. I like that kind of stuff. Like, basically anything he does or adjacent is, like, my favorite kind of thing. I'm trying to think of, like, actual sci-fi. I mean, Predator. uh, That was actually very accurate, too, of something that really happened to Arnold Schwarzenegger on vacation in Mexico. We all believe it, and we all know it. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Okay, um... Can I run uh, so um, I once wrote and directed an epic space adventure (laughs) film called Earth Lords a love story I need to laugh (laughs) (laughs) It's about a professor named C.T. Pentville who resurrected a frozen Cro-Magnon caveman with instructions from an alien being named Emperor Vilod who appeared to him in a dream uh, it would later be revealed in the film sequel, Earth Lords 2, Gorzon Awakes, that the uh, resurrected caveman is now possessed by an ancient demonic spirit named Gorzon. And the only one who can stop Gorzon is a Space Corps captain named Blake Shipley from the year 2069, who is uh, sent back in time to, by the same a- alien Emperor Vilod, who made Professor Pitville resurrect the caveman uh, to destroy the caveman. Is that a, a plausible... I'm in. Is that a plausible I'm scenario? In. I'm in. Well, you know what's crazy is like we talk about reanimating, that's a loose term I'll use, reanimating people or uh, creatures like woolly mammoths and stuff using their DNA to replicate them. That's um, very real science that backs yeah, up my tail. That, yeah. There you go. And I mean, um, and then the cryogenic freezing and all of that is real. So um, it could happen. 
yeah, I mean, I I feel like we are capable of so much. It's but it's kind of one of those sciences where in the wrong hands, it's bad. But that's right. the thing with everything. You have to take that risk sometimes and just kind of hope that it doesn't happen. I'm really interested about the woolly mammoth stuff because I would just love to see one, but I also know that it's probably like not socially a great idea. <laughs> right. But that, I just really want like a fuzzy elephant to look at. That would be great. But the thing is, is they have to keep them up in like northern Russia. Oh, yeah. And they have to, I mean, there's a lot of things that have to happen. And it would take generations for them to breed it properly and all that. Would and you, elephants just ate for two and a half years, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just love elephants, so. So how, it would take them, if they ate tacos, yeah. two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they didn't eat tacos, but also if they ate tacos. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pluto. Is there ever sure. a chance that we can no. get Pluto back? No. No. Okay. And let me, let me, let me, let me. It's a dwarf planet, right? Yeah. And people, I, I could say some controversial stuff and Do people. It. This is the place people come to to talk about controversial me, planet opinions. And let me tell you. People do not get riled up by anything like they do Pluto. Oh, I mean, yeah. they're severely, and it's because of our generation. I mean, anything after five years older than or younger than me didn't grow up with Pluto as a planet. What is it? My very educated mother just served me pizzas nine, mm-hmm. nine pizzas. Yeah. Is that what just, it was? Just served me. <laughs> yeah. Nine, yeah. See, I, I like Pluto. I'm just not nostalgically drawn to it, I guess. Um, because, and uh, you know, again, you know, I'm an astronomer, so I see that there are other bodies out there just like Pluto, if not larger, that are in the same type of orbit, they're in the same place, and yet we don't call them planets. So we have to classify it as something else, and people need to get over it. Right. I love you guys, but like getting violent about Pluto is not your battle because it's it's gone it's done we just have to give it up okay um this might be something you can't answer and i totally understand but this is this could be the place that you can finally come clean with this oh okay is there a secret space program (laughs) to my knowledge classified right oh yeah um to my knowledge no but i'm sure there is i mean we talk about space force a little bit earlier and um this idea i mean the, the, the credit that I will give it is very brief, but I will say the Air Force started as the Army, right? But it wasn't until we had all this technology to make uh, aeronautics in the Army kind of accessible that it became its own branch of the, of, of the military. Um, so it's not unprecedented per se, though I feel as if, who are we defending this from we have nasa i know that he likes to pretend nasa doesn't exist um, he who shall not be named sure um i don't want to get struck down or <laughs> yelled at in here i don't know if the demographic <laughs> is in here but i'm sure it's not agreeing with me <laughs> so um you know we have an agency that does that i i don't know that we need to <laughs> militarize space like that because it's dangerous i mean it's kind of like the maybe atomic he knows something that we don't i i doubt that <laughs> It's <laughs> very good. Um, okay, well, I yeah, I I tend to believe we do have a dark uh, space force mm-hmm. um, that that's been around since the late. I mean, it's possible. Seventies. It's possible. I believe there might be some astronauts up there that sure. have been up there since the seventies, and they don't. They're trapped oh, in a, a prison, a, a space long prison. Form study. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of secrets and stuff that we find out like 20 years in advance, and we're like, what happened? 
I know. It's crazy to think about that. I mean, and like the whole Area 51 thing. Oh, yeah? All of that. I mean, it's the history behind that is crazy. I feel like there's just this threshold, very thin line between loving that kind of stuff and then going into like conspiracy oh, yeah. craziness. Well, then I want to ask you about Planet X. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is Do you believe in Planet X? I mean, sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, how? What's the closest a meteor has come to destroying the Earth recently? Ooh, well, what's our closest call? So most of the meteors slash asteroids go uncaught, and by that I mean ninety percent. Technically, it would be hard to know. And most of them that are caught by a high majority, I would say probably ninety-five percent, are by amateur people that are just looking out for the rest of us because you know they don't want to fund people to watch the skies. So we are constantly bombarded by stuff. Our magnetic field takes care of a lot of it. Our atmosphere takes care of a lot of it, which is why the moon looks the way it does because it has no atmosphere. So it just gets constantly impaled. Mercury is the same way. Pluto's the same way. It gets constantly impaled by all kinds of nonsense that we would not survive. Um, I know there's been a couple really close calls. And by close, I don't mean we could actually see it whiz by. Close enough to where if we had to interfere, we could have. And I think like people always ask me, like, how do you think the world is going to end? And I think if it's not by our own destruction, which is what I think is more possible. But other than that, it could be, I mean, an object that we weren't looking for that kind of disrupts everything. Because it doesn't even, it doesn't even have to take out the whole earth. It could just disrupt the food system. Right. Or um, the oceans and the waves and kill all their wildlife. I mean, it could just. Volcanoes. Yes. Eruptions. It's all, all of that. The eclipse. 2017. Yeah. yeah. Where were you? Okay. What was the party like? Did you yep. did it get weird? Did things get weird? Well, no. But 2017. I wish yes. Summer 2017. She, yes, and it was one of my I think it was my second year as an ambassador. So I was psyched because we had been working on it for a to- for a whole year. They sent me five thousand of those glasses, which at the time I thought I'm never going to be able to give them away, and you know it became like a whole phenomenon. So where where did you observe it? I was in Lee Summit on the roof of Lee Summit Mazda. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So I was assigned to a science, uh, a group to study how livestock cattle, in this case, um, reacts to eclipses. We postulated that either they wouldn't notice or they would fall asleep. We didn't know what they were going to do. And it was just kind of a cool thing to study. Um, And of course, all the people at work were like, well, you're from Missouri, so you'll want to do the cows. Like, great. Um, Thanks a lot, everybody. Right. Thank you for that. Um, (laughs) So I spoke at two schools that morning. And then we, a friend of mine, um, my... Uh, the experiment was handled by somebody else and a friend of mine worked at um, Lee Summit Mazda and he was like, we could go on the roof. And I was like, sold. So we did that. And I tell you, I mean, anybody else who experienced this will also tell you, like it was one of the coolest things. And it wasn't even the actual clips that was cool. It was what happened because of it. Like the crickets coming out and all the shadows changing. That was such a cool day. I have never, and in case you're wondering, cows do instantly fall asleep. Really? Mm-hmm. And then they wake back up. <laughs> That's the experiment. So thank you, taxpayers. I pictured you being at like the best like 
NASA. Oh, I wish. Rave. Just a giant like party, especially because I was rave. here in Kansas City. So, no. The coolest thing that happened here was 101 The Fox played Dark Side of the Moon, <laughs> like in, in, in its entirety during the eclipse. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it was, was a big awesome. deal that day. It was on like every channel. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, there's so much of science, big science stuff that I do with the public. And I would have loved to, like, they asked me to host a thing down at PN, uh, PL, and I was just like, I wanted to be with like my close people and just yeah. witness it where there were actual like crickets and stuff um, and just kind of experience it as like a civilian-y way. I mean, I am a civilian, but you know what I mean? In that yeah. kind of a- atmosphere. So. Well, I um, I did, did some research for this segment. Mm-hmm. Did you know that NASA mm-hmm. and Taco Bell kind of joined forces because they were cons- astronauts were concerned that they couldn't eat tacos in space. Have you heard okay. this? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And they, uh, Taco Bell made a tortilla for them <laughs> so they could eat tacos in space or prepare tacos in space because they're having issues with bread, right? Right, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because if it's particleized at all, it's just going to float Right, they're getting around. too much crumbs going. Of what I know about, and I've been to the kitchens where they actually make space food, and it's basically all just dehydrated or whatever. In it little says pouches. here they shoot it with gamma rays. Oh yeah, well, to sterilize it. Yeah, and then they yeah, and they keep it in these little like baby food pouches basically. And then there's a thing on the space station where you hook it up and it shoots hot water into the packet, and it heats it up whatever it is. Do you have any space food at your house? Not currently. Okay. But you is can, that something I you can keep get on it. you? <laughs> I do keep. Um, random like of their little ice creams and stuff to hand out to kids okay but it's like all dehydrate i mean it's basically like you can make dehydrated food right but it is cool i mean i understand the novelty of it but it says here um in 19 in the 1990s the uh a company introduced its own extended shelf life tortillas uh the taco bell tortillas can last up to an entire year With no bitterness or degradation, NASA recognized the solution to their tortilla problem and started using those tortillas. See, and here, let's segue this into a very important point, which is that when we are, when people always ask me, why do we go to space? Why do we spend all this money? Tacos. Right. Why do we do all this stuff? It's because of all the things we discover along the way. In going to the moon, we discovered microchips, cordless tools, uh, the MRI. I mean, all these little things that make up our lives heavily today. So it's like, even when it comes down to tacos stuff, then you learn, then you learn about food science and how food behaves in different, uh, where there is less gravity or in space. And then in doing so, we look at going to Mars and we're like, okay, how do we adapt this to be sustainable going to Mars? I mean, it's all kind of uh, connected. And and I think that's why it's so important. It's like all these things we discover, the end mission, of course, is really important. But it's like all these things that we discover along the way that, I mean, I mean can you imagine living without a, without microchips today? You couldn't. I mean, well, alone a lot of on this table, there's like seven of them. people say those came from the Roswell crash. Okay. And that's what I tend to believe. <laughs> so... I mean, I don't want to. That'd be interesting. I know you. Uh, I know uh, you are a we'll NASA a scientist, a physicist, but uh, yeah, I, mean, I know. I think I mean, a lot of this came from the me. UFO and the uh, Roswell crash. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, I know it's fine. We okay. won't get in a fight uh, okay. at El Ranchero. Uh, oh yeah, we'll wait till the parking lot. Yep. Um, well, I got one more question about space. Okay. Um, is it possible mm-hmm. to land mm-hmm. a shuttle mm-hmm. onto a comet 
and eat tacos. Okay. In the in the shuttle. Sure. On the comet. Well, you wouldn't want to do a comet. You'd want to do a meteor or asteroid. You can land on a, one of the like yeah. in the movie yes. Armageddon. Well, here's the thing: is we've had so many missions recently, and I've been on Fox talking about these a lot, um, where different countries, including our own, have been landing on asteroids and meteors to do different things on them, do experiments. Um, One, China launched one to go destroy one to see if they could do it. Yeah, they wanted to see if they could... How does um, NASA... How does the space... uh, uh, How do people uh, view that? Destroying the asteroid. It's it's cool because we're, we're practicing now in case one is actually headed toward us. So we know what happens when you try and destroy it. You know, how many particles does it go into? Um, is it violent? What is it? How does it react? Okay, that um, makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. that's why they're doing it, is to make sure that we could if we wanted to. Um, we've got um, the asteroid uh, Oumuamua, which um, they went to uh, study and drill in and to see what it's made of. Um, we've got all kinds of missions that are exactly like that. So I feel like if a person wanted to go, I mean... You may not come back because the trajectory oh, and stuff. Okay. You would land there, so maybe it's like your final meal, and oh that's gosh. how you wanted to do it. Yeah. If you want to go out like big, yeah, like I'm gonna land I mean, on Hawking an asteroid. Should have. I'm gonna land frankly. on an asteroid yeah. and eat tacos on it, and I'm yeah. never coming back. Yep, yep. I feel like you. I mean, we're not that far off from like asteroid um, tourism okay. and stuff. Well, then that's a possibility then. Anything's possible. So you're possible saying if space, I want to so go much. out with a bang, yep. that would be Do possible. That. Do that. Like, okay. Be like an extreme version of a Viking funeral. Well, thank you very much for answering those questions. Of I, there's stuff that keeps me up at night, so I appreciate that. Oh, um, man. Well, I'm here for whatever. All right. Well, thanks for that first <laughs> inaugural edition of Tacos in Space. And now, it's time to get serious. It's time for Taco Topics. This is the final part of the show. This is Taco Topics. This is where I get the in-depth taco feelings and opinions of my guest. You're joined by Daniel Jones. Danielle, are you ready to answer some Taco Topics? I'm, I'm beyond ready. Yeah, All right, let's, let's do, do this. Question number one out of 147. What's the one thing you look for in a taco? Seasoning, I think, is the, the most basic but simple thing that a lot of places get wrong. I think there's either not enough or too much. When you get that right, the texture or the the texture of the meat is like second. The texture of the meat was great, yes. and the um, not dry. It's perfect. Yeah. Question number two: Do you prefer hard shell or soft shell tacos? Soft, just as a purist. I feel like I appreciate the texture difference between like the hard shell and like really well done or really uh, well prepared meat, but generally soft hot or mild salsa we didn't do salsa tonight on our tacos no and that's good because you don't really want a lot of salsa on authentic tacos no you just don't need it yeah. i mean if the meat's not flavored or whatever then you end up pouring it on there but yeah, you like no. the green you like the verde right? i do yeah. but i i mean as i've gotten older i've appreciated uh spicy food more than ever before but then like then you get older and you can't eat all the spicy food because it gives you heartburn. Right. It's just like sad. <laughs> but I do love super spicy salsa. No cilantro or pro cilantro? Pro cilantro. I have the gene because I've been genetically broken down. I have the gene where cilantro tastes normal. It Me doesn't too. taste like Me soap. Me too. Not the, one of the soap people. I know. It's so strange. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense as to why people don't like it because until that point, I thought these people are just super picky. If you're not eating tacos, mm-hmm. what are you eating? 
I love. Generally, I eat a lot of chocolate. I keep it in my purse. Um, and I was talking earlier, I lost quite a bit of weight over the past year. And so I'm kind of, uh, I have a disorder where I can't eat a lot of sugar. I can't process sugar very well. So I do a lot of sugar-free stuff, which I know is kind of boring and not a lot of bread and things like that. But like, I'm trying to think of like something I will like go hard for. Oh man, there's nothing like pizza rolls. (laughs) Are we talking Totino's? I was just thinking about what's in my freezer right now. And I remember like, no, like, you know how you get in these moods and you know you have pizza rolls at home? Yeah. And you go home and there they are. And then you eat them and they're the best things you've ever eaten. There's something about... Got to be careful though. Can't burn your mouth. Can't make that... Well, you always Yeah, you always always burn your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do that. I love sushi a lot. Do you have a favorite KC sushi place? I wish I did. I get it from Ivy sometimes and it's really good. I know that sounds super basic. Just don't get gas station sushi. Oh, I would never. That sounds awful. (laughs) That sounds horrible. (laughs) Um, Man, I wish it's going to like, after we leave here, it'll occur to me something that I really love to eat and I eat all the time. Cereal. What's your go-to cereal? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Well, or Life. They're kind of the same thing, just different forms. Life. Life is so good. Oh my gosh. Life is great. Yeah. (laughs) Life is beautiful. Some people say. Until you break up the serving size (laughs) and you realize you're eating nine servings in like one sitting. What about checks? Checks are fine. What about Crispix? fine i have to add a little like sugar on top though not a lot just a tiny bit yeah it's good in your opinion is kansas city a good taco town yay or nay well when you've lived places like dc and austin why does dc have such good tacos it's so international i mean they have so many food trucks like on every street there's like 50 to 60 food trucks i mean i've heard austin a lot of times but dc maybe a couple times it's kind of crazy because well and they have like every kind of food you could ever want like you could have afghani food you could have peruvian peruvian is my favorite food of all the foods um there's something about peruvian tacos if they have those that's all I will eat for the rest of my life <laughs> because there is nothing like, I don't know if you've ever had Peruvian. It's like the charcoal chicken and the charcoal steak and it's just seasoned with like salt and that's it. And oh my gosh, we got to find a place. Sounds if anybody really out there knows a good Peruvian place in Kansas city, like the charcoal chicken, if you've had it, you know it. Fax it over to us. Fax Let us it, know. send it via pigeon, whatever yeah. you're going to do. Cause he has to eat it. I'm telling you, it will change your life. If they got a taco kind of thing on the menu, I'll eat it. Yeah. Is there something that you think would make Kansas City a better taco town? Is it something they're missing? They need more taco trucks? I feel as if every time I've gone to a place that's a chain of some sort or has more than one location, it's just not been... There's something missing, and I don't know what it is sometimes. And I'm like, oh, these are fine tacos. But then they... But if you're charging more than, I don't know, four or five bucks for for a taco... One taco. Yeah, it's got to be something substantial and really, really good. And I think the biggest problem I found in this town, it's going to make me sound like I hate this town. I don't. But it's just like the meat is always so dry. And I don't understand. I'm like... You are very distraught right now. It's making me upset because how many times have I spent a lot of money eating out and then like the meat was so, so dry. I don't know. It's something about it that I just... So would you say that's your taco no-no? Yeah. The dry meat? Yeah. No, you can't have the dry meat because it tastes like nothing and the texture is off and then it just makes you sad. I I love tacos that are made with like fresh grilled steak, like actual steak, not like ground up, not, none of that, like actual sliced medium rare steak, which is very 
they do that at Chipotle. They don't do that at <laughs> taco places, which, by the way, I love Chipotle. Chipotle's got some good tacos. My year to date at Chipotle last year was more than my tax return. Money you spent there? Mm-hmm. Now they have a rewards program, and I get free food like every three weeks because I, I eat there so often. So you, you would say Chipotle is one of your oh, favorites? Yeah, but only with the dressing. If they forget the dressing, anybody who knows me uh, knows I hulk out if they forget my dressing. What's the dressing? See, most people don't know they have a dressing. It's a vinaigrette, and it does something to the food. We'll go sometime. It wakes it up in a way that I can't explain. And those of you out there... I've never seen this. Yes. Those of you out there who know, you will write in the comments, the dressing is amazing. I'm a parent. There's whole Reddit feeds about it. It's very intense. Is it on the secret menu or... No, it's just when you get the salad, it's the dressing that has. And I I love the salad because you can get basically a bowl, but with less like rice and beans and more like vegetables. I don't know. I love Chipotle. Have you ever had a time in your life when you've had to turn down tacos? Oh, I'm sure. I think, like, it's crazy because a lot of people, when they drink, they get really hungry. I don't really do that most of the time. I kind of just want to, like, go home and sleep. Like, I don't get, like, super hungry like a lot of people. So it would have to be something like that. Like, we went out and then ponchos and... Which ponchos tacos are, like huge they're huge they're yeah. too big they're yeah i no. would say they're too big yeah no i i'm they're, with you they have too much ingredient in them if too, i can't eat your toppings. taco with one hand right then it's too big yeah. and pointless frankly and they put too much stuff in it you can't actually eat it like you're supposed to eat a taco you have to eat it with a fork until it's small enough yeah i don't yep. like it and it's like i feel like excess is not always it may be still be delicious but it's not I don't know. It kind of counterintuitive. Tacos should be, you're walking down the street, you should be able to eat it relatively mess-free and have, because that's what they're made for, right? Have it in one hand. Historically, you probably know more about the history of tacos than I do. Yes. I've written very (laughs) many books on that topic. Let's do the speed round. Okay, 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 okay. okay. These are yay or nay questions. So taco pizza. From Casey's yay. Taco salad. Yay. Taco burgers. Taco burgers? Yeah, Taco dogs. And that's not dogs no. dressed as tacos. No. Taquitos. Yes. Heavy yes. Miniature tiny tacos. Heavy yes. Choco tacos. Hell yes. I know you like the chocolate. Mm. If you had a choco taco in your purse right now, that would be... It would be, be gone. Uh, I would have eaten it already. Gone. Yeah. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried chicken breast, yay or nay? Is that Taco Bell? Chicken chalupa. Naked mm. chicken chalupa. I think I try anything once. Okay. Yeah. Tacos served with French fries and nacho cheese. Pass. No. Not even nacho fries? I can't. Nacho any, like... Okay. The cheese is what gets me. Yeah. You're not a cheese fan? I'm also lactose intolerant. Oh, and that's why you don't like the queso on your taco. But it's also, I just don't like the flavor of queso. I feel like it's unnecessary. It's very heavy. Okay. You know? Tacos with a shell made out of a fried egg, a breakfast taco. Hell yes. Yes. Uh I put... Eggs on everything. Yes. That's that's lot. in my Bumble profile is that I put fried eggs on everything. <laughs> I'm not joking. All right. He's very good on that. I like the hell yes on yes. The, the, the egg. Yes. Yeah. I mean, um, come on. What's your favorite song to listen to in the car when you're on your way to get tacos? Let's go Kitty by Presidents of the United States. Oh, wow. That's nice. That's a deep cut. I know. 90. I'm 90s all the way. That's good. Yeah. It's just because it gets me like rowdy and I don't know why. <laughs> I like it. Most 90s music is pretty like chill. 
And uh, it's like my four. I don't know why. It's just what I listen to most of the time. So like, yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah, we're going that. All right. This is the time of the show called Taco to Me. Taco to me like lovers do. Do you have a taco-related question you'd like to ask me or a space-related question you'd like to ask me? Is there anything you would not eat a taco made out of, like a meat? A meat? Or what is the weirdest meat that you've had in a taco? I've been asked the second one a lot. Um, Let's go with that first one. Okay. Um, Oh, gosh. Um, What's a meat I don't like? I like all the meats. Yeah. That's tough. I know. Well... I mean, I'd even eat like a sardine taco. Interesting. I wonder... How would you feel about that? I don't know. Like, I appreciate sardines for what they are. I mean, anybody who's eating like in a diet has had them. So they're fine on certain things. I don't know. I love really salty things, though. Um, I feel tuna taco? Tuna? But ahi tuna tacos are amazing. That'd be great. They, they have those yeah. um, downtown. So that's, yeah, I would have that. they're so good. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you, my neighbor once made me stew in a crock pot. I ate the stew, and I was like, oh, it's fine. And he goes, it's squirrel. He goes, you know all those squirrels that climb on your tree while you were gone? Wait a minute. I think we found it. I would not eat a squirrel taco. No. It's not, it's, it's a, it's a very generic kind of meat. I just feel like it's a lot of effort for like not a lot of payout. Well, our show is about to end. I want to thank you for being on the show. No. Do you have anything you'd like to, to plug or promote or where can people find you on, on uh, the Instagram? I'm at Casey's NASA lady, KCS NASA lady. You can see me most Tuesdays at 820, sometimes a little before on Fox 4 and if you follow me, I try to promote when I'm on so people can set their DVRs, mostly like moms. Let's see. I do. If you want to book me for to go speak at your school or organization or whatever, um, you can go to my website, www.caseysnasalady.com. Book me that way or just get a hold of me through social media. It's fairly easy. I hope at some point, I know you don't want to go to space. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be an astronaut, no. but I hope at some point you get to take one of those trips, at least <gasps> like a... Yeah, the ones that are like 200 grand or yeah, something, yeah. and you get to go up and yeah. Well, the, you know they want to build a space elevator, basically. Which is yeah. that plausible? Is that yeah, something that yeah, we can they do? They could do it. I mean, SpaceX. I always say SpaceX says they're going to do something. I just believe them. Yeah. Well, thanks again for being on the show. We'll look for Anytime. you on Fox Four, and oh, yeah. um, I guess just usually hang out at the planetarium or, or the <laughs> just uh, all the time or the, the uh, observatory. Um. You know, it's crazy because like I haven't been to the one in Hutchinson ever, and I want to go so bad and i i've been trying to convince fox 4 to do a field piece where we do it because i think it'd be cool but they want to do some stuff at union station so we're kind of working on maybe a pink floyd laser light show at the planetarium if only (laughs) well my my ultimate goal in my whole career and all my whole life is i want to own a mobile planetarium like an inflatable one that would be cool where i can go to schools and or anywhere especially with kids that would never be able to afford seeing something like that i want to go in these places and um have these because if you've been to a planetarium you know it's a very unique experience so i want to bring that to these kids at no cost to them and um, oh and by the way if you do book me it doesn't cost you anything i'm free so um schools whatever so but I want to I want to do that for the rest of my life, and I I have a meeting with the Buzz Aldrin Foundation to kind of discuss some stuff with that. So we'll see. Cool. But I think you know that would be kind of amazing. Yeah. That's like nerd goal dream two thousand. Do it. Yeah. Why not? 
Well, thank you know. for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks for talking tacos had with so me. so much fun. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Taco the Town KC. Please rate and review and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. Thanks to engineer Matt Allen, executive producer Chris Garibaldi, and thanks to the band Sun Eaters who wrote all the music you hear here on Taco the Town. Their catalog is available on lotuspool.com. And until next time, go, go eat, eat some, some tacos. tacos. Taco the Town, Taco.